Like you just have to go for it. It's gonna be messy. It's not gonna always be pretty. You're probably gonna bump your head and get some bruises and a couple of scars and you might fail, but you gotta try it. You gotta take that leap. Welcome back to another edition of How I Create Me, where we passionately celebrate remarkable humans on their quest to thrive creatively in the commercial world. I'm your host, Jessica Matthews. This community gives me both the courage to keep going and the wisdom to try something different. I hope our collective stories resonate with your own internal spark, and we're so glad you're joining us. Invite others by rating the show on Apple or Spotify. This helps the algorithm critters introduce us to more folks. And explore our happenings or chime into our conversation online at howicreate.me. Today, we are celebrating the remarkable human stand-up comedian, Damon Sumner. He chatted with me about how he not only survived, but thrived starting a career in education, becoming a father, and hitting the stage for the first time all in the same calendar year. Today, he's been a comic for 12 years and shares practical insights on the activities and mindset that got him from the classroom to the performance circuit full-time. He started in Laughing Skull Lounge, and he's taken his show around the world and back again. At home with his family in Atlanta, he can be found performing across the city, and he also hosts his own podcast, 4th and 10. Join us to hear about how two cold emails landed him in China, where he was on the team that opened the first full-time mainland comedy club, and why he has a Canva crush, and you should too. Welcome, Damon, to How I Create Me. How are you today? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on, Jessica. Oh, such a pleasure. Such a pleasure. I've been looking forward to this. Comedy is such an essential piece of my life, and mm -hmm. it it breathes so much uh, meaning and context and gives like just the right amount of space to think about the things that kind of preoccupy us or that are deep down and we can't get to them without a little humor and a little help there. So I'm really excited to dive in today uh, to your experience as a stand-up comedian. So talk to me first about what you wish everyone knew about being a stand-up comedian and the purpose that fuels your why. I definitely think that if I'm coming off the top of my head here, one thing that I wish everybody knew it is definitely not that easy. Uh, this is something that I've heard, not a lot, but enough. <laughs> I've heard a good number of times, oh, oh man, I love just laughing and making you know jokes at work or the game night. I'm always the funniest one. I've got the best stories. You know, it doesn't look that hard, et cetera, et cetera. And, and we're talking about a craft. We're talking about an art form here, right? That's been around for ages, if you will. And there's a real skill and a precision to watching a person get on stage, no background dancers, no crazy lights, and try to make a room full of strangers laugh for 45 to 65 minutes. You know what I mean? And so I just wish people were really, if I'm honest with you, will put a little bit more respect on stand-up's name. I'm going stand-up here, but you really could just go comedy in general, but specifically with stand-up comedy. And the second piece you talked about, the purpose behind my why, is that right? Yeah, yeah. What fuels your why in that yeah, space? Yeah. yeah. I mean, really, it's just, it's my first love. And so this idea to do what I love to do um, for the fact that it can bring about benefits to others, 
to make somebody forget about their terrible day. I mean, to bring joy and smiles on people's faces, that, that is something that is exciting. That is something that the art form allows me to have, you know what I mean? And so it's really just something that I'm grateful for uh, to really just, even before I thought it was a skill set, before I thought it was an art form, it was something I cared about. It was something that I wanted to do at the cafeteria table on the playground, you know what I mean? Uh, and that's, that's that, that motivation behind it all. Yeah. So was that what got you into comedy in the first place, that bringing a smile to people's faces? Or was there like a particular person or mm. a situation that kind of motivate, motivated you to take the leap right from the cafeteria table sure. into the more disciplined professional space of comedy? Uh, it really if I'm, it's crazy. Like it kind of happened accidentally. It just it wasn't part of the plan. A lot of times you talk with comics, they'll talk about, you know, their origin story. Their mom was playing prior records and dad was listening to Carlin, et cetera, et cetera. They were up late watching Leno and Letterman. I didn't have any of that. That wasn't really my story. I got my jokes and laughs at school. I'm the oldest of three boys. So we were just cutting up and having fun there. Cut forward two years later, I've graduated college. I'm in Atlanta. I'm cutting up and having fun with some, some guys and gals and get people around in a circle. We're hanging out and somebody throws out the idea, man, you and this other guy are really funny. Have you ever thought about doing stand-up? And literally just because that was it. That was all she wrote where I was like, huh. I signed up for open mic with one of my best friends, David Perdue, great comic in Atlanta. We do well that first show. We bombed for three months after that. But <laughs> that was all she wrote. We were hooked. We were like, oh, this is it. This is what we've been doing really all of our lives. And now we can also make this our thing. And I'm grateful for it. Yeah. Did you get into it through uh, like taking courses or was it like this open mic to open mic? Or did you go back for some theatrical improv? Kind of like, how did you sort of transition from, hey, let me just do this with a best friend and like see what happens <laughs> to, yeah, yeah. to make, tell me a little bit about that, that journey. Sure. Yeah, it really is. It, well, there are class. I didn't. We didn't take any classes. To answer your question. It was just going to that open mic at the Lafisco Lounge, and then we just kept going to mics. You meet comics, you do shows, you bomb, you emotionally eat, you go home, you want to do it again, right? And all these things go on and on, and so you just keep going and you write. And you know, I'm not gonna get into the weeds of comedy specifically, but like you just hit mics night after night, night after night. And you just progress from there, right? And so the journey is just going from open mic to open mic, in the city, out the city, in town, out of town. You're doing it with the elderly. You're doing it with Gen Z. You're doing it at a biker bar. You're at a dive bar where nobody's paying attention. You ambush a family chain restaurant. There's all type of shows that we've had where you're going and trying to just perfect and hone your craft. Uh, but that's really how it goes. And you'll look up where I am now, 12 years later, and you're like, man, I just started started literally from just going up to a stage and talking into a mic and and here we are today i bet that impacted your worldview tremendously i mean to be exposed to that many people to go through that 
performative moment in front of a huge audience and, and to be iterating and riffing off of the material you've developed, but then also what people are bringing to that space. So talk to me a little bit about how your worldviews have been shaped through these experiences in comedy and raising a family, your father, and, and trying to live that at the same time as uh, pursuing your dream in comedy and in a world that's changing dramatically and seeing 12 years we've seen so much growth in what a comedic moment is through social media and a pandemic and in-person events and everything. So talk to me about how your outlook on life has been impacted in this. I think one thing it really has given me and my wife as well, just this this perspective of you just got to do it. Like you just got to try it. Like you just have to go for it. It's going to be messy. It's not going to always be pretty. You're probably going to bump your head and get some bruises and a couple of scars and you might fail, but you got to try it. You got to take that leap. And I know for myself growing up, I personally had a family that kind of pushed that mindset, but big picture that wasn't the perspective I lived in, the school, the close circles, the friends, thinking about going to college. Like that wasn't, it was like, hey, get something good especially like i'm i'm born in the 80s but i really grew up in the 90s so we were kind of the last generation i feel like we might be similar mm-hmm. with that um yes yeah we were kind of mm-hmm. the last generation just where it was like yo that bachelor degree was it you have to go if you remember it was like yo get that bachelor's go to college get that bachelor's come out get that 60 grand and be living mm-hmm. and that ain't it okay <laughs> um, <laughs> So, so it was kind of really on his mindset of like, all right, like get something where you can be comfortable and content. And those C words just was not what we were about. So I think this perspective, like you got to try it, is something that doing comedy, pursuing comedy, taking the bumps with the bruises, taking the highs with the lows is something that that perspective had given me. It also ties in, right, of being a father, being a husband of like, I'm, I'm a role model for many people who are looking towards me, looking up to me. And I want them to go get it, to chase those dreams. So I got to be living what I'm, I've got to be practicing what I'm preaching. And so there's something to that as well, where it's this, I don't know, this beautiful chaos. Yeah, those days I thought about quitting and giving in the towel and, you know, just being a good, an assistant principal, which is the education world I've been in for a decade. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all. Get 12 keys, open up the gym, run field day. Like there's a beautiful thing in that world. But if I'm honest, if I were going to look back 20, 30, 40, 50 years, I would have been satisfied. I would have been content, to be honest with you. Big picture, long term, because I didn't try it. I didn't go after it. And so having three kids, having a wife who is pushing me to be the best that I could be, having my children have those moments where they can say, yo, my dad's a comedian, and it brings about pride. It brings about joy. It brings about motivation that I just, uh, it just, it just adds fuel to the fire. You've shared with me before how important that is to you to be aggressive with taking the shots to advance your opportunities. And that's something I know as a very, I'm a very agreeable personality. So I, that's something I struggle with in a skill that I have had to really build for myself is like asking that question, sending that email, raising my hand, not because I don't have something to say, but because I'm like, trying to keep this like harmonious feeling and experience but it's like you don't make the three-point shots if you don't get out there and go for it right 
So can you share like maybe one or two stories of like the biggest shots that you've taken and won? Like where mm. like, man, I, like it was a sweet, sweet moment. They kind of thread together a little bit either way, but I got you. So the first one that comes to mind, I was teaching. I started comedy in 2010, the same year I became a father, the same year I started teaching. So it was a big year. Um, and <laughs> it all comes in threes, right, man? <laughs> it all comes in threes. All of it does. And I've got three kids, so it's going to end there as well. And so, uh, and so I remember being a new teacher, not knowing much about education in general, but I heard just re- so much of my life is just hearing things and people asking me random questions. I heard somebody say, yo, I, I used to teach in South Korea. Had never been to South Korea. Had never been out the country. Had never desired to teach abroad. But I was intrigued. My wife and I, we wanted to travel. We was like, huh, why don't we just get paid to travel? And I just took a random shot. I only emailed two organizations. Only two. Okay, just only two. I emailed some schools, some international school in Disney English. Those were the two random shots. I had maybe a year and a half experience on my belt. Didn't even have my full certification. I was in the process of getting fully certified as a teacher. And I shot my shot across the seas. And that was forever ground changing and life changing because Disney English was like, yeah, come on over here. Come on over. My wife and I, my two-year-old and a half-year-old got a chance to go to Shanghai, China, see a little bit of the world, teach abroad, do comedy abroad. And that experience has has so many ripple effects. So that's one that comes to mind. The second one comes to mind is in 2017, I am teaching. I've got multiple kids. I've got all my kids now. And I'm like, at this moment, I'm like, all right, Damon, like, we've got to make this comedy thing happen. I've been doing teaching for a while. Love it, but don't capital L love it. I know this ain't the passion, right? And I've been doing stand-up for a while. And I'm like, all right, we got to, how are we going to feed these mouths to make these people laugh? I need both of them. How do I go full-time? How do I monetize, right? We know these words. And so as a creator, as a performer, as an artist, you're trying to figure out how to go from the side hustle to the part-time gig to the the full-time grind. And I shoot my shots in 2017 with college, every single, I made a database, every single college agency, every single cruise agency. And I just shot all the shots. Ain't had no real credits. Ain't have a great tape. I'm like, I'm just shooting. Y'all missing out on me. In 2017, nothing happens. Nothing, no emails are responding. And then about six months later, in 2018, I get two responses back from one cruise agency and one college agency who are still my agents today. And those two cruises and colleges were able to allow me to go full time with comedy specifically. And, and I really haven't looked back. And so those are just two moments where that assertiveness to go out there and not just wait on people to come to your door, not just wait to be invited to the table, but to go and build tables, to go and to create doors. It's just something that I, I don't look back with regret, but I look back with gratitude. How did you carry your ambitions in those moments when you, like before the email came back mm, for that mm. six months? I feel like that's, that's also a place that I tend to jump the gun of like, okay, if I do get brave and I am aggressive and I take the shot and then it like hasn't happened yet, but it could still happen, but it hasn't mm-hmm. happened yet. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. very easy for at least me and my personality to be like, oh man, I got to pivot. But it's like, if you pivot too soon, like you could miss that. But yeah. so how do you like, 
how did you sort of like hold yourself in that moment? Like mm -hmm. mentally, did you have yeah. anything that you kind of like held on to, 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 yeah. Yeah, there were a few things. I think two things that come to mind, because that's, that's a great question, Hannah. It's a, it's a really important moment for people's journeys. Uh, whether the journey comes once or twice or 12 times. One, I had a long-term mindset, right? Those six months were just only part of the journey. Like, if I know that I'm going to be doing anything for the next 30, 40 years, then what's six months? What's a year and a half? What's two and a year? Two years and a half before somebody opens up their first shop or their first book. Big picture, long term. So I think that's one. And then if I'm honest, right, there's this balance of ego and cockiness within confidence, right? Just believing in myself. And I just, I just believe that I could do it. I believe that I was going to bring value and that I was and am a good comic and great comedian. And so there was this level of self confidence in myself and in my skill set and in my ability and then also having just this mindset of long term and I think the third thing was if I just add one was that like the grinding did not stop in the middle of any of that waiting it was just keep plowing head down hands to the plow and so it helped the time go move on so I wasn't counting weeks and throwing uh, calendar days away and so those are just a few things that come to mind because that is such a you know everybody's different and so I like to speak for myself where in the midst of waiting for emails. I'm waiting on a few emails right now, to be honest with you. Uh, and so I've just got my head down. I'm believing in myself. And I'm keeping the reminder of like, oh, no, this is big picture. Yeah. And I think parenthood gives so much courage and stability in that place. Absolutely. Like absolutely. when you're talking about head down to the grind, it's really easy to get irritated with like the dinner time or bedtime routine. Right. <laughs> you right, know, right, but right. but there's almost this like calm that kind of comes with like people gotta eat, people gotta sleep. We're gonna keep doing that every day and have fun in the moments, have joy in the moments, and that is not going to change. It'll be like a part of how, you know, how we go forward as a human anyway. Right, and so right. we might as well like embrace and be present in that moment. And that for me, my kid has kind of been anchoring to me in that way when it comes to that. But there's, uh, like you said, two part of the grind of like, you're still sending out emails, like you're still waiting. Like that's a part of the process of taking your shot and like sitting and waiting for the growth to happen. Not, not waiting in a passive way, but waiting, like right. being patient on the things that you're putting out, you know, into right. the universe for them to like come back and yield something for you. Right. So what are some of the um, opportunities for growth that maybe you were able to harvest from a shot that like didn't work out on paper, but like you were able to take something away from it that was valuable to you. Yeah, I think one, I, I continue to hone like things that kind of have really set me apart, right? So like my my email like templates, just like even just kind of how I kind of came to people, right? How I reached out, how I researched those skills, very important skills. When you think about comedy, stand up specifically, there's the art side. And that's the business side. And that can go for anybody. That can go from content creators online to marketing, to poets, to musicians, to animators, like to whatever, right? There's, there's that art side doing it. Then there's that business side, that professional side. And so I think in the midst of those, I was working on those soft skills, how to package, how to pitch, how to present, 
how to edit myself to get rid of the middleman, right? And so those things have really in the last, really last two years continued to help me. Um, and I think trying to find the silver lining in the midst of a global pandemic, I was able to acquire and really work on a few different skills that made me more independent. So editing my own podcast, creating my own online content for social media. Those things have continued to separate me and, and give me a little distance between my competition, if you will, because I was working on these skills. I'm still working on these skills, um, looking at how I can continue to get better for myself, not just to open, have doors open for me, but for myself. And I think those are just some things that come to mind where I'm looking at, all right, well, what can I continue to do to make me the best me? As I'm continuing to create the best life for me, what are the skills that I can continue to add to my tool belt? And those are the things that um, I've continued to do to this day. Are there some resources or tools in that kit that you feel like maybe people don't know about or are underutilized or that perhaps this next generation of creative professionals could like benefit from hearing like, hey, this is really worth the investment, learning how to edit your own audio worse than that like do you have something in your in your toolkit that you're like man I wish more people knew about this uh I think a couple things I'm gonna go two different sizes one I think YouTube University and Canva are two things that off top just were really when I leaned into them game changing so just YouTube I'm not like I don't go to YouTube necessarily like for entertainment I really go as a Google search, right? As a as a search engine, right? Uh, which I believe is the second search engine in the world, if I'm correct, uh, something like that. So how do I edit? How do I, you know, what type of microphone should I be using, right? How do I start a podcast? These how questions, these why questions, listening to other people, watching their journey and just binging and learning and listening. Like I have no desires to ever go back to college personally, but rest assured, I've done... I've got an associate's degree and a few things here as much as YouTube I've watched in these last two years. So that's one, and really leaning into it. Two, Canva has made everybody out here just an expert with the aesthetic. Canva, and I've, I've leaned into it because I pay for it. So I'm all really committed. <laughs> and so Canva, if you don't, if you're just unfamiliar, it's a website app that you can make like, I mean, brochures, uh, flyers, posters, a social media thing. You want a Twitter banner. You want a LinkedIn banner. They've got all these things that can make you look more professional, that can give you aesthetics, that can make people like, wow, oh, you really come, you got your things together. And then on top of that, I think one, a press kit is really, not getting into the two things, but like having a, a pitch deck, a press kit, essentially, where when you're sending emails out, when you're offering, hey, look at my QR code. That's going to lead you to my portfolio. I've got a place to go where they can see my body of work, right? And this could tie into the website, or this also could be its own uh, right entity as well. And that was something when I made that in, at the end of 2020. I personally heard back from people, from bookers, from organizations like, yo, people aren't like especially stand-ups, they're not sending these. I'm not seeing these. And if I am, they're not as good as yours. So I'm cutting, I'm, I'm setting myself apart. Right? So if I'm thinking about people next generation, people up and coming, right? These are the things that, not, not breaking the bank, 
not taking all the time in the world, but if you're wanting to continue to move to the next level, these are some things I would suggest, I would encourage uh, you to really consider. Yeah, those are fantastic and super helpful. Uh, Very, like, that's specific enough that, like, somebody can actually run with that idea. And I love that Canva has been, I, I mean, I'm a Canva groupie myself. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's it's really this gorgeous, like, uh, it could sort of married like the, the best out of like simple photo editing and, and yeah. graphics with desktop publishing that we've all sort of like now. I mean, that's such an arcade, that's such a 90s kid term. <laughs> Stop publishing, but you know, that sense that that we can all be our own creators, right? And yeah. and have sort of a library of things and put them together in this like unique way. Um, yes. But uh, but yeah, I love that. Like follow, following through on using those tools and that they they're worth they're worth learning because I know sometimes it's so easy to sit and think like, okay, am I just like wasting my time watching these tutorials or what? Like I'm going to know half the stuff in it, but you know, that other half of this stuff in the tutorial that you didn't know could be the difference between you and somebody else having the callback. So, uh, so I love that. Tell me more about what is your greatest hope for this next generation of creative professionals in comedy or in other fields of work where they're monetizing or or commercializing their work like what encouragement would you provide them and what hope do you have for our future yeah yeah so i read a book uh that kind of really was on the beginning stages of me pursuing standing up full-time as well called quitter by john acuff and I'm going to butcher it a little bit here, but I think I'll get, I'll get the point across. Basically, he talks about this generation. I think he's probably a little older than me. He talks about this generation is a generation of, I do this, but I really want to do that. I do this, but I really want to get into this. I got this, but I really want to start this. I really want to own this. I really want to open this. And so is this shoulda, woulda, coulda thing. Um, because I think a piece of that ties into our parent, was that baby boomers, Gen X, something, whatever those are. Older words is like, hey, get the job, stability, get the, the American dream, one-on-one, right? Pick a fence, work at the plant for 30 years, sit down somewhere. Um, where nowadays we know it's like, like we keep jobs, what is the average, two to three years and we're moving and all these things. And I think about this next generation moving up. Uh, one, I want to go back to, you got to try it. And then, but on top of that, I think really there's this idea of like being satisfied in the journey. Because I think there is something to when we don't get to the end goal, right, at all, or when we do get to the end goal, you quickly realize, because I think we've all accomplished goals, oh, like, like there was just one speed bump to something else. Like, like, oh, like I now have to set another goal. Now there's another milestone. There's another landmark. So the journey is where we can find the gold and the joy because the journey doesn't stop. If you're looking like, oh, I want to get married by this age, or I want to open this business and I want to start this, that's great. And those things might happen. But when they do, you're just going to look up and be like, Oh, oh, I got to add more to the, you know what I'm saying? And so I think for the hope and the encouragement is to enjoy the journey. And hopefully for myself, using myself, 
It's helped me lessen burnout. It's helped me lessen stress. It's helped me lessen like just the angst of looking left and right and comparing myself to others, to my peers who've accomplished things maybe that I haven't, maybe that I never will because I'm enjoying the process. Are there things I want to get? Absolutely. But I can't be remiss if I don't say I'm not enjoying doing that dive bar with 22 people who laugh their butts off or going out of town and, and making people laugh who don't look and necessarily have the same beliefs as I do. And I'm able to enjoy that process. And so hopefully you don't only get so caught up at the end goal that you miss all the greatness in between. Yeah. Ah, preach. So good. <laughs> Basically, to come full circle on the analogy, it's like, why would you, why would you shoot the three point shot if you don't love the game of basketball? If you're not enjoying being out on the court and being part of the team, like, why? Why would you do it? Right? No, nobody cares about the number. Now, it still feels amazing to get the shot. So take the shot. (laughs) But, (laughs) but man, enjoy the game. No, I love it. I love it. Okay, so I want to play a game with you. It is called the Ungame. It is the yeah. world's most popular self-expression game. So it actually has no rules, which thoroughly annoys mm. my very competitive husband. <laughs> is it really a game with no rules? Is it anyway, really? I'm going to shuffle the deck and draw a question that you and I will both answer. So excellent. Go. All right, let's see what we got today. It says, oh, this is interesting. Okay. Which holiday has the most meaning for you and why? Mm. Which holiday has the most meaning to me and why? You want me to go first? Or you want to go first? Mm. I don't think about that. Do you got an answer? I got to think about it for a second. I got one. So it's probably going to be Christmas for a few reasons. Just one, my beliefs, it ties into Christmas. So that's already off top. But two, as I've gotten older, as we all get older, and I think everybody's family dynamic is going to be different, change has come, people have passed. So it's really the moments where family comes together. And I I try to cherish that more as I get older. I love that. And that's so true that holidays tied so often with family and that it creates this occasion for making memories together and uh, and setting aside time that is different, right, from your usual daily grind. So I love that. Uh, I have really fond memories, actually, of July 4th. When I was a kid growing up, uh, we had a family that we always threw this huge July 4th party. And this was like uh, back when super soaker water guns were a thing yeah. <laughs> and the the backyard badminton was a thing and uh, all pranking our parents was a thing. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, mm. and we would go and my dad is an electrical engineer and they would come up, he and his friends would come up with these really elaborate firework displays that would be like triggered by all these different circuits on like this huge plywood ply, um, plywood board. And they coordinate it to like the music and everything. And it was always this like super big deal and so much food. Oh my goodness. So much all food. food. <laughs> all of the food. Um, but it was really good. I was kind of like a little bit of an introverted kid. And it was a holiday that we were all outside. Everybody was involved. And you were never safe 
from the water gun entirely. So you had mm. to be like in on it, right? Like people pulled mm-hmm. you into the party. Um, and it was really uh, lots of laughs. Lots of laughs. Love it. Love it. Year over year. So I think that that has a lot of, a lot of funness for that holiday. So yay. Well, thank you again, Damon, for your time and your stories and your insights. I think there is so much uh, wisdom and power in what you shared with us today. So thank you for uh, being present with us. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. I thank you so much. This was a great time, great conversation. And uh, you've got something great here, Jessica. So thanks for having me on. Thank you. Where can people check you out if they want to go you know, book you for a show, for example. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can um you can get at me my website, damonsumner.com. Specifically, you know, people on the social on the social medias. TikTok and Instagram is where I'm having fun. Uh so come hang out with me. Uh Damon Jr. Two for both of them. That's Damon D-A-M-O-N-J-R, the number two. Damon Jr. Two over there. Awesome. I love it. And we'll link to all that in the show notes so you We can find you in all the places. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) That's another party in the bag for how I create me. We're incredibly grateful that you've welcomed our content into your headspace. We take it very seriously that we should bring light and goodness to your soul. So don't be shy about sharing your thoughts. How'd we do? Do you want to hear more? What should we talk about next? To stay connected and get amongst the details, visit howicreate.me. Are there other people in your world that should join the party? Invite others by rating the show on Apple or Spotify. This helps the algorithm critters introduce us to more folks. Like, share, follow, and all the social media things. That'll help too. Explore our happenings or chime into our conversation online at howicreate.me. This podcast would not be possible without the generous efficiency of our executive producer and production team at Chat with Leaders Media. Learn how you can launch your own podcast to grow your business at chatwithleaders.com. Thanks again for listening. May you go forth and thrive.